Willkommen, this is Julia. And this is Shane. And this is Think Plant-Based. Think Plant-Based. Make sure to check out recipes, health tips, travel tips at www.thinkplantbased.com. And we're officially on iTunes, so please rate and write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review. Give us... Two stars, three stars, maybe five stars. Let us know. Oh, for sure, Let's, five. Yeah, I mean, who would give us two stars anyways, yeah. right? But yeah, make sure to do that because that's how we get found. All right. We're back here again. Yeah, in our new <laughs> studio, right? Finally. Yeah, finally to- our new studio. We get to work things out, get things better. Yeah, exactly. And we have a special guest from Utah. Yeah, Hi, Cassidy. Cassidy. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, please tell the listeners more about yourself and how you discovered the plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so I, my story starts long ago. Um, pretty much my whole life I've had health problems. Um, when I was 13, I started getting chronic kidney stones like every few months my whole life. Um, I started getting really bad migraines. I went and lived up in Canada to do a little service mission um, and when I was there, I got really, really sick. When I came back, I just got more and more sick. Finally, when it was all said and done, I had over 12 different diagnosed health conditions. Wow. And so I was really, really sick. Um, and the doctor basically sat me and my husband down and we were newlyweds. We just got married and he was like, okay guys, Cassidy is in really, really bad health. And I would suggest you guys don't have kids. I don't think she's going to be around a long time. Her body is giving out. Um, and so I was just devastated by that point. I had, I tried everything I could possibly think of. I'd been to every different kind of doctor. I'd gone to like normal gastroenterologist. I'd gone to, um, I had Crohn's disease was one of the things I was diagnosed with. That was one of the main things that was really harming me. Um, and then I had, I visited all different kinds of doctors, functional medicine, doctors, natural health practitioners, everything. And I just wasn't getting better. So, uh, after that meeting, my husband and I were like, okay, something has to change because like, I'm not going to (laughs) die. Um, and that's when we, well, I'd kind of determined, I was like, I feel like food will be really one of those things that affects me most. I ate like trash. Like you guys, I ate so bad. I lived on hostess snacks. I lived on (laughs) Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) So it was really bad. Um, so I mean, for in my mind, I was like, anything has to be better than this. And yeah, my doctors were telling me that that didn't matter. It didn't matter what I ate. Really? So I, uh, um, it was kind of that motivation that I was like, Hey, I want to get some more education. I want to know for myself. I started reading every book I could come in contact with every, you know, show podcast, everything. And it seemed to me that the most popular thing that was supposedly the best for health was the keto diet. So I actually went keto. <laughs> Um, and so I went keto first and then that was when I fell in love with nutrition and I decided to go back and get my master's degree and PhD in nutrition. And it was in that process that I very, very quickly learned how horrible the keto diet was for you. (laughs) (laughs) And it became obvious to me that all of the data and science was suggesting that a plant-based diet was ideal. That was best. Right. And I was really scared because I've been keto for such a long time. I'd 
I, you know, I, I actually felt better on keto than I did obviously on my Twinkies and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so I, I was, I loved the keto diet and I was like, no way can I give up meat? Like, no way will I ever do that. And so I, it, it took a little while, but I, I known it was the right thing to do for a while. Cause all the data and science was doing it. Finally, I jumped in, my husband and I decided to give it a two week trial. And so we were like, let's just try the plant-based thing for two weeks, see how I feel, see how things go. And then we'll determine from there what we want to do. And seriously, within the first two days, I was a new person. Like within two days, I was like, oh my gosh, this is better than I've ever felt my entire life. So I was hooked. I was sold. And I've never looked back. <laughs> We're still on our two week trial here years later. So <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. We've been through a lot of different things. I've tried different things. I wasn't just like, oh, I'm plant-based. I wasn't raised healthy. I wasn't, you know, I had to find this on my own out of necessity for me to live. And so I, I love, love, love a plant-based diet, but uh, I'm really grateful for my journey that got me here. Cause I don't think I would have done it without that. Right. And you still alive, right? Still Who knows alive. if you still I'm be alive here. with the keto diet, right? How long have you been doing the keto diet? So I didn't do the keto diet that long. I was probably only on it for six to eight months. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah. So I, I tried it. I, I kind of went more paleo first and then like went on to keto to try to reverse the health problems and and it wasn't super long before i was like this is horrible <laughs> wow and how long have you been plant-based now so i've been plant-based for just about five years now wow, oh, wow. that's great yeah. i think sometimes it's even hard to even discover the plant-based diet especially when yeah. you eat like conventional food right like i mean us being plant-based, we think like, oh, yeah, it's easy to get access to all the knowledge we need to know about eating healthy, right? right. But there's still so many people out there that never heard about plant-based eating yeah, sometimes. They no or idea. they think, yeah, exactly, they have no idea. <laughs> right? They think, oh, so what do you eat? Um, like just juices and smoothies? and Twinkies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's great. The Twinkies, do they got cream in them? Maybe <laughs> yeah. they got cream in those ones. Oreos, Oreos is what I'm oh, Wonder Bread. Isn't vegan. Wonder Bread yeah. vegan too? Yeah, Wonder Bread, Oreos. <laughs> I actually never had Wonder Bread. I grew up in Europe and then when I moved here in North America, I heard about Wonder Bread, but still <laughs> never tried it. I've well, never I actually had Wonder Bread either. No? Okay. No. <laughs> I well, grew up in Well, because of your America. mom, right? I guess. Yeah. Eating healthy. I don't know. Yeah, it must be maybe more of an American thing. I don't know. Maybe we have one. We probably have Wonder Bread here. I just never. Oh, you guys have it. Have it. Yeah, we have do we? It. Okay. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah, we definitely have it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're down in Utah? I don't know if the listeners heard that. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, is it snowy down there? Uh, yes, unfortunately. Yeah? Oh. Wait, Christmas. I, I prefer nice. warm weather, but it is, it's very cold right now. That's good. Is it? But oh. bad. It depends if you're into snowboarding and outdoorsy, I guess. It's true. I am not coordinated enough for snowboarding, so <laughs> husband loves the snow, I don't. Fair enough, fair nice. enough. What I actually love is that your husband joined you on your journey, you know, to eat healthier. Because that really always helps. Because he didn't have really health issues, I would guess, right? Yeah. He, you know, it's interesting. So he, he was like one of those people that was like perfectly healthy. Never got sick, ever. Like didn't get the cold, like super healthy. But he actually had heart problems. He had the beginnings of heart disease. Oh, mm. no. At a young age. He was super healthy, super fit. Um, but he had the beginnings of heart disease and we didn't think much of it at the time. If I didn't know what I know now, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Even when we knew at the time we didn't, we were like, whatever, that's fine. You know, take a thumb supplement or whatever. Um, 
so yeah, that it's ended up being a big blessing for him because here we are. I don't know what it would have progressed within five years, 10 years where he would be, um, that he's a totally different person now, much wow. healthier. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Would you, uh, attribute that to plant-based diet then? I was, I would assume oh, with eating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, we ate a lot of meat, um, obviously on keto diet, we ate a lot of meat Right. And right. when his levels started to go up. And I mean, I don't want to share too much, but like, that's when the first sign of heart disease is when men start to experience erectile dysfunction. Right. Right. And at a young age, super healthy, it wasn't all the time, but he'd experienced some erectile dysfunction. And that was, should have been a huge wake up call for us, but we didn't have the knowledge at the time. Mm-hmm. We didn't know. And so later, once we learned, we were like, we dodged a huge bullet. That could have been horrible. That could have been a heart attack on the horizon. But luckily we were able to switch things up and he, I mean, he's got a super strong, super healthy heart. None of those things now that it quickly, quickly cleared up on a plant-based diet. That's amazing. Yeah. The amazing, uh, food is thy medicine. But it's kind of really a miracle. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I guess we exaggerate, like people think, Oh, you think as a vegan you can cure all diseases? Well, sometimes it actually feels like that, especially when we hear stories like you tell us right now, you know, for the listeners. I'm sure they're amazed by your story that you share. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say there is a big difference, though, between being vegan and being plant-based. Correct. Because I work with a lot of people. A lot of people come to me as a nutritionist who are vegan who are super unhealthy. Right. Because they're, you know, they're pounding burgers, beyond burgers all the time. And they're like the Oreos, like we talked about, there's lots of junk food that's vegan. Um, and I think it's really important to realize not only is that super unhealthy, but that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable for, for farmers, for the environment, for anything. Um, the best way to eat is a real whole food plant-based diet. Um, so that can be sort of sustained by local agriculture that local farmers are growing. And it's the cheapest. People don't even realize that either. That's like so I true. spend way less money than anybody I know on groceries <laughs> and I eat really good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, the cheaper of a diet, you know, like the peasant food diet, like beans and rice, yeah, the like totally. healthier you be. I mean, yeah. you look at the Kings back in the day, they were the ones overweight and eating white bread, just eating everything, and, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it shows, right. So, yeah. No, so what, what foods help, uh, prevented? Cause you said, that you had a uh, uh, irritable irritable bowel syndrome, and uh, how did that help? Like, what foods help promote a healthy gut and help you uh, deal with that? So I actually there's IBS, which is like the lesser form, which many many people have, but I actually had IBD, so I had right. Crohn's disease. Oh, okay. Um, that's where my book Curing Crohn's came from. Was my personal um, my experience healing myself of Crohn's disease using diet and herbs. So, um, the things that I found, it's really interesting with IBD. I've seen a pattern with everyone I've ever worked with. I've worked with people all around the world who have IBD now and the same foods have caused relief within days of every single plant I've ever had. Um, the two number one foods that help the most are initially brown rice and potatoes. Oh, wow. It's really interesting. Oh, very, um, they're very easy to digest. They're cooked and pre-digested. Mm-hmm. They also help bulk up the stool and help to release and bulk up the stool. They've got that both the soluble insoluble fibers in there, um, in both of those. So it's going to bulk up the stool, help move it along so that we can help clear out that digestive tract. So when I start with every single one of my IBD clients, those are the 
first foods, the focus foods that we have for them and um, so that they can start clearing out the bowels and helping that intestinal lining to heal over. Wow. Interesting. It's good to know. So brown rice and, and potatoes. Yeah. Right? Any yeah. potatoes? Any Even potatoes? Sweet potatoes? Like yellow potatoes, Any potatoes, red potatoes? Yeah. Anything. Any potatoes are great. Yeah, they're all really good. Oh, wow. um, it, it's really interesting because when you have IBD, typical foods that you would think are incredibly healthy actually cause more inflammation and difficulty. Right. For instance, mm -hmm. you'll get something like broccoli, spinach. Don't touch those with a 10-foot pole. A normal <laughs> average person should be pounding those every day. Those are some of the most important foods. But when you have IBD, your body can't break it down, and it causes inflammation in the gut. Right. So one, of, one misconception that a lot of people have is, let me just go plant-based, and that'll fix my problems, my digestive problems in particular. And when it comes to digestion, that's not always the case. Some people with mild forms of IBS can get away with just going plant-based um, and that fixes everything. But with IBD, I had to really, when I say I went plant-based, um, I took a different approach, approach when I first went plant-based. I had to cleanse my system. I created a protocol for myself to heal my Crohn's disease. So it's focused on that brown rice and potatoes. Initially, one of the interesting things with IBD is that we actually want people to have mostly cooked food, not very much raw food. And, um, no, well, it's really, really soft, easy to digest foods. So things like squash, things like mushrooms, um, things like peas are very easy, more difficult things like beans. You'd want to wait on initially. Okay. Yeah. There's those foods that are incredibly good for the intestines, even things like sauerkraut or, um, any of those probiotic rich foods we'd want to hold off on for a little bit initially. Okay. Well, you, it's a very, very easy, easy diet to begin with. Like so probiotics? Super cooked, super digested, and that's how you start to heal the gut. And then you start to introduce all those other good plant-based foods. Right. right. And so probiotics to like supplements are okay? Or also like you should take, wait till you use them too, I guess, right? Yeah, I, I have all my clients wait. Right. Because often what's happening is that intestinal lining is bleeding in most cases. Those with IBD know there's a lot of blood involved, both internally, whether through ulcers or externally, um, causing bleeding in the stool. And so we've got to get that smoothed over first. Once that's smoothed over, once that villi and the intestinal lining is smooth and healthy, then we can start to add nutrients. But none of the nutrients are being assimilated or absorbed initially while mm -hmm. we have that cracked, horrible lining. So we build that up. And we build that up with several kinds of herbs that it just kind of depends on the person. Um, right. but, but herbs are super helpful. Things like Boswellia have been studied extensively for IBD. There's tons of peer reviewed studies on it. Things like slippery elm and surprisingly even cayenne um, are really, really good on the intestinal lining. Once that's healed, then you introduce the probiotics. Then you introduce, you know, all the good healthy foods. And now you can assimilate and absorb all of those amazing nutrients. Great. So I have a question about slippery elm. Should you have it on an empty stomach? Because sometimes it absorbs all the nutrients too, right? And flushes it out like, let's say slippery elm or other things sometimes, right? Like, um, was it called like some... Uh, I don't know. House relax. Yes, things like that. Or even like, like not like the volcanic ashes, but kind of like, oh, I forgot the word now, but something that absorbs all the toxins in mm. your intestines, but then it flushes it out. So I heard you should actually... When you use it, you should wait before you have your meal. Oh, it's slippery. Things like that, or like some, I forgot the word, like when you uh, you can ingest something from the volcanic, um, ah, what's it called? You know, like from 
There's some sure. there's some uh, minerals. Like charcoal? That, no, but you can get it from the volcanic. Um, oh, no, from... I just forgot now. But certain uh, things that absorb toxins in your intestines. And you should wait till you have your meal. A slippery elm like that, too, that before you have your meal... Like when you take slippery elm, you should wait before you have your meal? Um, not necessarily. It can be taken with meals, um, oh, okay. especially if you take it in a capsule form. But the important thing with slippery elm is to have it with lots of water mm -hmm. because slippery elm becomes so mucilaginous and it absorbs everything. And so that water content is necessary for it to do its job. Um, it's very, I mean, the name does well. It's very slippery. It's very thick and slippery, which is exactly what we want on those hurting intestines on those, um, you know, bowels that are really bruised and hurt. Everything just hurts to digest. So you want that really thick mucilaginous covering, but it, you have to have the water content to help it do that. So the water content is more important for something like that. Um, and that will also help, like you were talking about, it to flush everything out. We want it to flush all the dead minerals out. We want it to flush all of the um, bad stuff out, essentially. And to do that, we want the water content. So the water content is the most important thing. Different people will find different things work. Some people have to have it with a meal. Some people have to have it on an empty stomach. It just, people kind of find their their bodies and how they deal with it best. Right. right. And how do you know you're ready to incorporate fermented foods now? Do you have to ask your doctor or is there a certain way you can find yeah, out so for yourself? I, I, work, I work with my clients to work with their healthcare providers so that there's like a symbiotic relationship there. They understand, but one of the the easiest ways we know we're ready to move on and add foods back in is we're having easy bowel movements, three to four easy, easy bowel movements a day, well-formed, no pain, no bloating, no bleeding, and we have energy and feel healthy. Um, anybody with IBD will tell you they don't feel any of those things. <laughs> and so once we get to that point where we're having easy bowel movements, where we're like, you know, it's it's not difficult to go to the bathroom. You don't always have to like sit near a bathroom. Um, we're not waking up in the middle of the night. There's no pain associated. Once we have that, we know that the body it's healed. It's healed over and it's ready for the next phase. Right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, other than a healthy eating lifestyle, what else do you do to kind of like balance your, your life to kind of, you know, incorporate other healthy things, like maybe like exercise and things like that. Cause I know that has a big important role on, on the gut and, and health as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things is my, I've always talked about writing, um, writing a book or something called the profile of a healthy person, because people think it's just eating a plant-based diet that makes you healthy. And that is so not the case. Right. People who work in very high stress environments, who are working tons and tons of long, long hours, they're still probably going to be sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People who are, who stay inside all day and don't spend time outside getting fresh vitamin D from the sun probably aren't going to be healthy, you know? So there's a lot of things. Um, so the things for me that help the absolute most, um, it's getting outside every single day, not only with the fresh air and the microbiome, uh, the microbes that are outside, but also the vitamin D content. So important. So getting outside every single day, I feel right. like is really important. Um, there's going to be some days that's not possible, <laughs> whether for <laughs> weather, personal you know, experiences, but I always do my best to get outside um, every day. So that's one of the big things for me. Exercise is really big. And I think there's a huge misconception that people have to go to the gym and pound weights <laughs> and like, yeah. work out for an hour and a half a day. I don't have that time. I've got young kids. I've got a business, like 
I don't have time to do that. So I plan about 20 minutes every morning that I work out and I work my body hard as I can. I um, will change up what I'm doing. Sometimes I work out with my kids. We run around the house and we do burpees and (laughs) jump around together. Other times I'm in the basement lifting weights. Um, So it just kind of depends on the day, but that 20 minutes of exercise is important that I'm physically moving my body every single day. So that's a big one for me. Um, Another um, profile of a healthy person is somebody who is emotionally healthy. I think that's incredibly important. There's people I know who (laughs) Jordan, I joke all the time that there's people we know that like are super happy, but eat like junk and they live to be a (laughs) hundred. You know, but they, they're really happy people. They don't, they don't care. And sometimes that mentality behind it is more important than what we're putting in our mouth. Now it's not to say, I mean, like that's not to say we forget it all and just be happy. I think that there is some, there's, a ton of merit in taking care of our body. We'll live healthier lifestyles to that hundred years. But I think that men mental aspect is something we don't talk about enough that being happy and healthy. I mean, the blue zones are a perfect example of that, right? Right. So true. The blue zones, these people are living a long time and almost all of them when answered about, you know, when they answered about why this was happening or what was most important and what they were eating, they said it was who they ate with. It was, you know, their spirituality, they all had a sense of belonging and community. They had a belief system that drove their whole community. So when you look at that, having a strong belief system, um, having a strong community, feeling happy, having a good family, those things all contribute to long-term good health. And so for me, it's a, it's a full body approach. I, I, nobody will just get better in the long run their whole life by just eating well. They've got to do the things to be well, full body inside and out. Yeah, right. that's totally true. So true. Sleep's another one too. I think people uh, underestimate. Right. Or we think, oh, I can just drink coffee and just sleep four hours. And I want to work. I want to become four rich. Four coffees and a day. I'll just get through the day with four coffees and not sleep well. And exactly. Yeah. All these, all these energy drinks. Right. They're very popular too. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say coffee's not good for irritable bell syndrome, or is yeah. that kind of a yeah. No, no, What's that's take fine. Um, coffee is an excitotoxin. Coffee is going to stimulate the system, which is what we don't want. We don't want to aggravate the system anymore. Um, and so the average person, I, when there's things that typically people consider healthy, even like a nice, like organic, you know, um, whatever, or a nice, good coffee. I've never drank coffee. So I, I'm like, I don't even know what kind there is, but uh, even the best <laughs> kind of coffee, um, are not, they're going to cause more digestive issues in the long run. We don't want those things that excite our body that way, right? We, that caffeine content um, is going to cause more issues in the long run. We can we can find alternatives that perform just as well. And I'll say, I mean, I know people that lived on energy drinks, coffee. They start <laughs> a healthy lifestyle. You sleep through the night. You exercise. You eat healthy. You don't need it at all. You just don't need it. True. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the important things. Once we start taking care of ourselves, we don't need it anymore. Right. Is that what you feel like you're exercising and you're busy with your kids and your family in general and that keeps you awake in a way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting. People don't realize an apple will actually help. Some studies have shown that an apple will help give you just as much energy as a coffee will, a one cup coffee will, um, except for one has negative side effects and one only has good side effects. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So 
we, we eat the real food so we get what our bodies need, it gives us that natural boost, that natural oxytocin, that natural serotonin. You know, it gives us those natural hormones. So it's not synthetic. It's not faked. And we don't have a crash afterwards. When I have an apple, I don't crash. I have a right. coffee crash. <laughs> How's it with green tea? Super easy, no negative side effects. And I find that I have way more energy now. If there's, if there's days that I don't work out and like really spend a lot of energy, I'll sit in bed at night. And I'm like, I can't go to sleep. I have too much energy. <laughs> I can get enough out today. Uh -huh. And do you drink coffee, uh, like green tea at all? Or do you avoid no, any caffeine? For that same reason. Um, yeah. Because it stimulates. But I do right. lots of herbal teas. I love herbal tea. Like <laughs> I have so much herbal tea. Like I have like quarts of herbal tea every single day. <laughs> Good. Nice. A lot of water. Water yeah, exactly. is key. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how can listeners find more about you and uh, the services that you provide? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, my, my book, Curing Crohn's, is on Amazon. It was a number one bestseller, which I was like super excited and Congrats. About. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> when you self-publish, you never expect that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah, right? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, my book curing Crohn's can be found on Amazon. You can also contact me on my website, reverseibd.com. So it's reverseibd.com. That's specifically for Crohn's and colitis patients, but I actually work to help because my experience in helping to heal my own diseases, I have tried to help a lot of people see how food can help them in their diseases. So I work with all different kinds of diseases, um, heart disease, diabetes, like yeah, thyroid stuff, you name it. Um, and that I usually work under Spiro Health and Wellness. So it's S-P-I-R-O healthandwellness.com. So those are the two best places to find me. You can contact me there if you have questions. I even offer free consultations. That's um, awesome. So yeah. yeah, we'll make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes so people can find you. Oh, definitely. And get in contact with you if they have any issues. Maybe you can help them with it. And, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Because mm -hmm. no one wants to feel <laughs> icky, sick, and you know, not themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have a healthy gut, you know, we feel much better and you definitely make a big difference to the people you meet, touch, you know, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So inspiring and we learned so much today. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, oh, thanks, thanks for talking with us. Yeah. I appreciate Thank it. Yeah, oh, our, you're very welcome. Our pleasure. So have fun in the snow, make a snowman for <laughs> us because we don't hey, have I snow here it. in Vancouver, Canada yet yeah not yet it's starting to get there but we don't get too much unfortunately no we don't <laughs> <laughs> hey, the sun while you have it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sounds good well we'll talk later then take care cassidy take care bye thanks a lot. Thank you guys. ciao ciao, ciao.